Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Sam Elliott 64 and welcome to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside... And no one three to the Robot Wars Guru. And Steve is busy. So we have a replacement. <laughs> hey, hey guys, it's it's me. No, I'm not doing that. It's me, I've been asked back, it's World of Woodrow. Hi. That was dreadful. Sorry Steve. <laughs> <sighs> we have a guest. We have a guest from the Rumbles. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Hello, I'm Nick from uh, Team DSE, who was with in the Rumble with uh, Sir Lance Frog. Nick, an absolute pleasure to have you with us. Um, Sir Lance Frog, one of the best machines in the entirety of Bugglebots, in, in my humble opinion. Um, oh, thank you very much. You have a bit of pedigree with Rumbles. Um, I, think, I believe it was touched on a couple of times throughout the series. Obviously, last year you won the uh, Dung Beetle Rumble, the 10 way there. The, the prestigious dung beast <laughs> I don't know this year's one's pretty pretty spicy but um obviously rumbles are a very different you know, fits to one on ones how did you feel about going into this with the with the newer version of Salanza Frog obviously it was a very scary fight there was a lot of big spinners in there what was what was the the game plan going in with Lanza Frog uh well it was like you say it was just a mental fight on paper and it turned out to be that way as well but the strategy with Frog is always just sort of hit and move. Don't, don't focus on one person unless they're focusing on you. Just throw a punch at anybody that comes near you, and hopefully they go away. Do you like approach like a fight like this where there's just so much? You know, there's a lot of kinetic energy spinners in there. You know, there was practically half. I mean, half the field pretty much of the spinners in this fight. You know, do you, do you look at this fight and you know with you've obviously spent a lot of money and time on Lancer Frog. Does it does it worry you? Like, do you do you approach it and kind of think this could be really expensive or whatever else afterwards? I mean, it doesn't come down to sort of the expense because we're all sort of there to sure we're all trying yeah. to do our best and yeah. sort of hit each other as hard as possible in the end, trying to win as well. So it's not like thinking all oh, this could be expensive. It's just I hope that I do justice for what I've done in the past mm. like hopefully live up to the sort of the hype that Sir Lance Frog had as this big tanky frog basically <laughs> absolutely absolutely um, I do want to go on, go on tanky podcast. I was just saying we love tanky frogs on this podcast we love robots so. <laughs> exactly <laughs> much yeah much love for robot as well absolutely absolutely what a wonderful robot hopefully hopefully we'll see that again in the future um, my my other question, uh, well, I wanted to bring up was uh, your performance in Heat One. Um, we'll talk about that briefly before we get onto the rumbles itself. You know, the first fight with Rust in Pieces was a great driving fight. It's just a shame that you, the one, was it the one motor on the one side died? Um, it was on the right hand side, and it was super annoying that it dies ten seconds into the fight after the first hit because you don't. Wanna, I know there was a lot of people in S1, uh, season one that was saying oh the wheels aren't attached they're not very good robots and to have that happen in the first fight it's like oh god what's going to happen here yeah but was... apart from that I was going to say Rust in Pieces absolutely deserved that win because how do you fight a coordinated cluster bot like they were they were, they were brilliant on that, like, throughout that heat of uh, in terms of driving um, obviously the rumble as well I imagine being Drew against Maximum Ogre Drive was a bit of a a nervous one as well. Um, it was, because 
I mean, I'm not discrediting who might be here. Uh, Jerome's a very competent driver, and his bot could have done something, but Overdrive was just... That was the one robot I feared out the entire field, because it could just easily kill for straight away. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, didn't want it to get around the back, because that's where all of the juicy ESEs are, the link sure. and all of that, so... Sure. And obviously the fight with K2 as well, over there... There's no disgrace going out to the, the current champion. Was like, did you think, do you know what, fair enough? There's nothing much more I could do? Uh, well, it was a good fight. And I'd fought K2 before at my first event. So I, I was thinking, well, I could have him here. But the step up in quality from uh, season one to season two for K2 is amazing because he drives that perfectly. And the weapon just spins up so fast, you can't get a box rush on it at all. I mean, I tried. <laughs> a lot of people have but it's, it's just one of those unfortunate things where like, you you know you catch it wrong and it, it's it's game over pretty much yeah definitely right then shall we begin <laughs> let's let's go so the last chance rumble uh features halo and salanta frog gear down for what and wayo it features the apprentice and unconscious 514 and the and daedalus and Bourbon 2 and Drizzle. It's quite the fight. We're going to try and take you through how each row was eliminated. I think that's probably the best way to approach it. I think it's going to be difficult to kind of review the fight as a whole because it's it, there's just so much going on and you know. The, and, yeah, and, and the, as you know, as always, the editing is fantastic, but there's always going to be stuff you, you miss going through it. So I we I've got it on a on a video in front of me, so I'm trying to kind of give it a play by play. Within the first three seconds of the fight, you see the elimination counter for Geardown for Watt and The Apprentice. I think The Apprentice was suffering already from the heat, so it just never really got a chance to show what it could do in this fight. It was struggling to get, get go off from go, really, wasn't it? It was sort of yeah. stuck on for a little bit, and then that was it, really. Yeah. I was upset about Geardown for Watt, though. Yeah, they, they, I think some... I'm trying to watch it back again. I think they get clouted by Halo, um, Halo fairly early I thought, on. I thought it was Bourbon. No, it was. It was Bourbon. It was Bourbon. You're right. Yeah, they. It surprises me how fast Bourbon is, because it. It doesn't seem it, but yeah, it just zooms across the arena, does a little bit of a drive, and then finds gear down for what. Which was gutting. Yeah. We didn't get to see that. What after it? I thought it was brilliant. I want, Incredible I want robot. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it's wonderful, and I love it. It's like me. <laughs> um, yeah. So from then on, pretty much just carnage ensues for a little bit. You can see Lancer Frog zipping around. Um, I think you, you first wrote what you kind of come in contact with was uh, was Wayo. I think you got under Wayo and started driving it around a little bit. Uh, yeah, I tried. I mean. The first thing you can say about that fight is it escalated quickly. I mean, it really got out of hand. Yes. And yeah, it was just trying to find anybody to focus on, and it just happened to be Wayo. So I think I tried to get it up against the wall, but like you say, it's a beat away, so it was like just quite heavy to move around. Actually, very awkward shape to manoeuvre. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's such a, such a strange frisbee sort of thing. I think as well, when Bourbon hits gear down for what, it removes the wheel off Unconscious 514 at the same time. In the same hit, which is absurd. Yeah. <laughs> and then Unconscious is also dead in the corner. Yeah. 
Right, Halo clouts it across the arena. <laughs> then Daedalus launches Lancer Frog across the wall. Yeah, straight at Shane. At the door. <laughs> <laughs> he also lost a wheel very early on, didn't it, Daedalus? I think. Yeah, I believe it was Annie that took that out from what Ben was saying. He's just done a video about it. And um, yeah, I think it's Annie that takes that out. Halo then somehow gets pinned to the wall. I don't know how that happened, but it, it, it just got pinned there. I think it hit. I'm trying to find out who it hit to get launched there. It also lost one of its... Do you know what? It, it was hit by Bourbon. It then hit Bourbon again. Oh, it was Bourbon. Bourbon pinned it. Okay. So Bourbon has now on three KOs in this fight, which is mad. It's a shame it lost, really, isn't it? <laughs> yes. It's a shame because, like you say, it's just out of nowhere. I mean, everybody's talking about maybe Annie and Daedalus and Frog and maybe Drizzle, but nobody's talking about how in the first minute of that fight... Bourbon had that fight. ...bossing everybody around. <laughs> yeah. And then and then it comes blade to blade with Drizzle, and then there's, there's a big problem then. <laughs> yeah, it's spectacular. Though. That, that hit, ripping the drum out, was amazing. Halo somewhere lo loses a wheel. Like, I think, again, that was Annie, wasn't it? Annie took out the motor. Uh, a bit of the motor and the wheel eventually fell off after that. Which is... took off the wheel? Because Drizzle lost the wheel as well. There was lots of wheels going missing in this one. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to I'm find that now. I'm pretty sure that was Annie as well. It was Annie. Annie not win this thing. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. This is the point of my news show this week. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later as well. At this point, I'm kind of I've, so. At this point, Bourbon has stopped because it's it's clouded Drizzle's disc, and is like at that point, even if it was working, the risk of getting clouded again by one of the big spinners, it's just going to be a problem. And uh, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> That's what kills them. It's a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. You got to remember that in the fight before the very fight before it was uh, basically. Twisted like a banana by a Mini Spinny. Yeah. So the fact that he actually got back into the fight and was doing so well for a time was just amazing on Rob's part. It's an incredible like turnaround. As, as I say, you know, the, we we talked to Rory last week about the, the the damage that he actually inflicted. Like, like it wasn't obvious on camera how damaged Bourbon was, but it, it really was damaged. <laughs> um, which does at this point leave us with four, I believe, because Wayo kind of. Slides off and dies by itself in the corner. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, Annie clouts Lancer Frog across the arena. Daedalus at this point has lost its wheel and is just kind of flinging it, flinging itself about, trying to just get across the arena. It's it's actually quite inventive the way that Cosmin actually is able to do it, but he it, it, not as much control as say Annie at this point, who is probably the most dangerous robot left in. When I mean, was a bit lucky that the pit couldn't be opened because with that, with yes, that all over the place, they probably would have landed in it a few times. It um, does surprise me that nobody went for the pit. No, no, um, what was blocking it. Yeah, he was blocking it. Oh, yeah. this is true. Gear down for what was blocking it, but I think it's about forty seconds into the fight. You see Frog charge across the arena, hit gear down for what into the button, and, and it looks like it activates, but I'm not too sure if that was just it glitching. Because I can't remember how long into the fight the button had to be pressed before it was actually active. 30 seconds, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Well, like, like the first 30 seconds, it's not uh, it's not enabled, and then it becomes enabled, I think. Yeah. With that, with that said, I mean, I mean, you know, 
talk us through your, your, your mindset at this point. Yeah, yeah, of course there is. Yeah, talk us through your mindset at this point. Obviously, you know, one of your big tactics at this point is the pit because you're the big wedge. You've got to try and deflect the spinners towards the pit. That's probably the main aim. So, with that removed, like, <laughs> what was the plan then? Just hope they broke. Well, pretty much it's just, just like I say, bob and weave. Try and hit anybody but not focus on them too much but then it was also trying to introduce people into each other as well like I think at one point I pushed Drizzle all the way over to Wars Deadless just trying to get a hit on it trying to take the other wheel off mm. just to try and cause more mayhem between those two robots it was certainly crazy so at this point you get you get down to the final three you've got Daedalus just kind of spinning by itself doing its gyro dancing trying to guide itself towards the fight which is between Yourself, Nick, and Annie. Annie loses its weapon. It looks like you lose a wheel on one side. Was was that the case, or was it, or was it just, uh, or was it just pinned on one side? You just couldn't get get around it. Uh, well, it's that gearbox was very toasty by the end of it. There's right. a couple of loose gears inside of it. Um, but I mean, at one point, Annie hits Frog in such a way that the wheel started working again, and that's where <laughs> I was able to get some mobility back. But then. You can it's just like slapping the, t- you it's can... like slapping the top of the TV to get it working again. It's like, <laughs> come on, <laughs> it's, it's a minor fix rather than a. <laughs> yeah, uh, and by the end, Annie's able to push me around quite easily. I'd say there wasn't much I could do. Which which leads me to the next point where you, you actually you can actually see the little bearing that you get stuck on, which is such a shame because, like, you you kind of stick in with, um, Annie quite well, and then. You just get pushed back towards the corner with the apprentice and Drizzle, and there's a little piece of broken metal on the floor, and you just get pinned on it, and that's that's all she wrote. <laughs> it is unfortunately. Like the lift, the one hinge just. I know it was so sad. I was like, I'm still here, please. <laughs> and do you know who the bo- uh, bearing came from? It was Bourbons as well. Yeah. So oh, it's still having an effect later in the fight. That's ridiculous. It just ruined everyone's luck, didn't it? And then. And then... Well, sort of. Just all over Oh man. It's, it, it's one of those things. It's, I didn't realise at the time how close it was to the end of the fight, watching it back and seeing Frog counted out. As I was going to say, it took like 20 seconds to go, right? It, Frog's counted out with 10 seconds left to go. Oh. <laughs> gutting. Really. It is criminal. Yeah. Like, for, for my two cents. Here, ladies and gentlemen, I'm sure you know. Flame away in the comments if you want to. I think Lancer Frog had this fight until this point, and obviously, I it's mean, obviously it's biased. Of course, <laughs> I'm inclined to agree as well. Like watching the footage back, you know, Lancer Frog is involved constantly. You know, and I think it would have been a very harsh decision in my, from my my two cents to to not give it to you, but obviously, it just just. Just falling a little bit too short, which is which is gutting, to be honest with you. Yeah, but that's the thing. The fight's judged up until the end of the three minutes. So even if you do well for two minutes of fifty, Annie was the one that would took Frog out of it. So I was going to say that's the decision that I thought. Yeah, Annie may have got this. Well, let's, let's come on to this. Jevon, I know you have. I know you have strong feelings about this. We, we, we've. There's been a lot of comments online. We've seen them all. Cosmin sold his salt to everyone out there. His shop's out of stock now. You can't get any more salt. 
Um, I I bought him out. <laughs> so for for my two cents again, feel free to four cents now. This is now four cents. So feel free to again dismiss it by all means. The reason why I think Daedalus gets the decision is the damage factor alone. Like of course the you know the fact that. Early, you know, it loses its wheel fairly early on and is pinging around the arena. Yes, sure. At the same time, for the start of the fight, you know, it was you know it launched Lancer Frog around the arena. It, it broke, it hit things very hard. It wasn't as if it was doing nothing. And I think, no. as much as it was a very close call, I think Annie visibly didn't look like to be doing much. Obviously, we found out later what it did do, but it didn't like. For my. For my view on screen, like the way you watch it, Daedalus is a lot more active, and I think that might have swung it. Maybe I don't. This it is, is it's it's a kind of a difficult one to explain, but that's my my view of the fight. Is that Annie? If you'd, if you'd have asked me to give my opinion, sort of straight after the watching it, I was, uh, I think I used the word vexed many many times. <laughs> <laughs> but given the chance to objectively look back at the footage and, and see what's happening, it is very much the duck bombshell effect, isn't it? Yeah. Whereby... Bombshell Annie had the early... One... Uh, yeah. Annie is the one who, at the end of the fight, appears to be doing a lot of the work. However, that doesn't incorporate what was done earlier on. As is said, it's very difficult to keep an eye on everything that's going on in this fight. I think that they've done... a absolutely sterling job of managing to capture as much as they did and and give the audience a decent perspective of what actually happened in this fight because I think it would be very difficult to see otherwise um, I, I did think that Annie was more controlled in this um, because obviously Daedalus had lost a wheel early on as you said and, and by the end of the fight, it was just being pushed around, but Cosmin did a lot of the damage and it's just how you look at aggression, really, is the way that this vote is swung. And I know that there are several different ways of looking at aggression from doing podcasts with Anderson where we look at this sort of thing. It is very difficult to call a lot of these decisions, so I don't envy the judges um, this no. job. Like, I, th I think I think it's indicated as well, like how close it was. They had to view it back twice, and they still yeah. couldn't really. They, they they couldn't come to unanimous decision. It was it was a split one in the end, and I think that was a a big factor in it. Anderson, I want to bring you in here. Like like watching the footage back, what do you think? Well, the on the decision or the battle or both? Both. Why not? Both. Right. Well, first of all, decision. <laughs> I, I, I'm in Team Annie for this one. No disrespect to Daedalus, no disrespect to the judges. I know it's very difficult to uh, keep up with these things, but from what I saw personally and from how I personally would have judged it, I personally would have gone for Annie. Not saying that they're wrong, not saying that they're right, just saying, you know, different people interpret things different ways. Um, I personally felt that, considering also Annie was the reason why Daedalus was screwed for the majority of that fight, flicking around all over the place like a ping pong ball. Um, I think that should have definitely been a more deciding factor. And I think considering everyone else was dead and they were the last two standing, maybe it should have been based towards what those two had done to each other. But yeah, I do not. agree with that. I think as it's an interesting way of looking at judging is if these are the only two robots left, what have they done to each other, if anything? Yeah. Um, and, of course, there is a history there. So I, 
I am also still Team Annie, but yeah, I can see why it's gone the other way. Yeah, I can see why it's gone the other way as well. I mean, it, it, it's close and it is tough. And I also want to say that this battle was bloody awesome. It's probably one of the best Buggle Boss battles I've ever seen in my life. Just saying, I think it's one of the best beataway fights out there as well. And mm. shoot me down for this if any of you want to. I actually kind of think this was better than the Robot Wars 10 way as well. Shoot me, kill me, do whatever you want on it. <laughs> Do I think it was really fun, really entertaining, and the only thing that really annoyed me about it was annoyingly only one robot could win because I think every single robot in this deserved to be in the final, and I think every single one of them should get a round of applause alone on that alone. So fair play to them all. Nick, I want to hear your thoughts <laughs> as as a competitor watching the fight and being involved. Obviously, the winner should have been Lancer Frog, as, as we all know. Uh, <laughs> but um, g- given given that uh, the two that were left. Who would you who would you have plumbed for? If you, you're you're sat in the judges' chair, who who do you go for? Oh, that's the real hot seat. <laughs> All that pressure oh, now. Oh, Nick, we want to see you get enemies. <laughs> yeah, make enemies with the biggest spinner. <laughs> and the second biggest spinner in this fight. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I'll say, as a competitor at the time. I thought that was definitely Annie's fight. Like, just after the fight itself, I thought, yeah, Annie's done plenty there. Because, to be brutally honest, at some point I thought uh, Deadless was just bouncing around, but I'd already been counted out. I thought it's not a factor in the fight up until that point. So, when Frog was counted out, and Annie and Deadless start fighting at it, it was like, oh, I thought maybe, maybe Ben's just trying to get some last points on an easy target having watched it back many times since even at quarter speed just to try and catch everything that happened (laughs) I still think it was Annie's decision I still think over the course of the entire fight over the entire three minutes Annie did more to more robots and did more significant damage and was more aggressive in going after more bots and was definitely more controlled so like I say I'm team Annie just a little bit but that's not to say Take, yeah. a complete let's, let's, completely yeah. decision that's what I'm trying yeah. to let's, let's, let's make this perfectly clear here let's take nothing away from Deadless like Deadless did very well to, to win the fight at the end Yeah, I think all of us think that Annie yeah all of us think Annie probably should have won it. However, not to say that Deadless doesn't deserve a place in the next round because, you know, the draw wasn't kind to it getting beaten by Thunderchild in the first place. And I think if any robot deserved a seat at the table, so to speak, it was Deadless. Yeah. And I think that... I don't... I'd like to think that wouldn't have played a factor, but it may well have done as well. Who knows? I would... I would really love to have a read of the judging criteria because I imagine by what the Bugglebots judging criteria is that Daedalus probably just edged it, but it's interesting to read up on, on some of the other judging criteria. I know the Battlebots one uh, defines damage as what well, intentional damage it even goes into. Um, it's if you are deliberately going after a certain thing to do a certain job. Whereas I think Daedalus probably did a lot of its damage maybe accidentally some of it but it still did the damage so i imagine that's a way that it's written in the bugbots rules but i'd love to have a read of it just to see yeah yeah absolutely um 
Well, after all that, <laughs> it was a bit of a bit of a trek. So hopefully you're still with us. Uh, that was the ten way rumble. Uh, Deadless winning the ten way rumble in the end, uh, making its way into another rumble, the six way. Uh, but as Cosmin rightly said, this one was a much nicer fight for it. Um, probably more difficult in terms of you know the opponents they were facing didn't really suit it. But I, I think everyone would have rather been in the. Uh, the, well, what was the six way in the end with the uh, with all with all the wedges and uh, and Phoenix uh, Phoenix from Heat Heat two Heat two Heat two uh, Heat one heat two. was represented by Rust in Pieces Heat three was represented by Lameheart Heat four Claws two and Heat five was Jay. Where do we begin? Where do we begin? So from the get go. Rust, one half of Rust in Pieces and Lameheart goes straight for Daedalus, as does Jay. <laughs> um, which, fair enough, try and box rush it, rush it, because I think they did mention earlier in the series that it does take a little while longer than most Beetleweight spinners to spin up, due to its uh, configuration that it's got. Uh, I think fairly early on... <laughs> first of all, shout out to Owain with, uh, with the, the little Antweight mini-bot for Rust in Pieces... <laughs> Which just gets absolutely eviscerated by Daedalus. There's just no, there is no. Fed it to him. I mean, I can see why. It, it just, it, it's just a confetti shower. It's incredible. <laughs> uh, it still worked after that. Is just mind-boggling as well. It is absurd. It is absolutely absurd. Um, following that, Lame Lameheart loses a wheel. Now that yeah. was from Daedalus as well. Um, fairly, fairly early doors again. Uh, Daedalus then collects a wheel from Phoenix, uh, which won't be the last one that it collects. Well, you know, Phoenix never really got a chance to get into the action. I feel in this fight, which is a bit of a shame. Like we get to hear its its drum flicking about, but not anything too exciting. Daedalus's wheel starts coming apart. Jay's in there doing Jay things. <laughs> um. Clause, t- clause two. I think this is its best fight for me. Yeah, of this of this season, definitely. Yeah, which is a shame because obviously clause two was really effective last year at just being you know a nuisance to fight. Obviously, it was this year as well. We'll get to how it did later on, but it, it's this was its best fight by a long way. And you know, it's it, once again credit to uh, Chris and Fliss for getting that machine up to scratch and in this rumble. It's like it. It's not easy <laughs> to keep it going for you know having fought Daedalus already. <laughs> as well just absolutely mind-boggling yeah that's the thing it's like everybody like there was no easy path into any of these rumbles or out of them so to speak yeah it's like you were having to have very difficult fights just trying to survive a rumble just trying to get a chance to get further into the competition yeah and you know that, it's, it's a testament to all, all, all uh, six of these robots in the end to uh, to get this far Rust in Pieces then loses a wheel and gets launched towards the pit. Uh, the other half tries to go and help it, but gets stuck on the edge of the pit as well. And then probably drives in. Jay pushes the other half in and drives it on top. So Jay finally did something this series in terms of, like, actually... Like, so far, it's, 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 hard, it's harsh to say like it hasn't done anything, because obviously it's, it's made it through. But, like, it's been very fortunate. Had, had, had elements of fortune, for sure. I think that's very fair to say. Outlasted yeah. a lot of robots. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, being hard to kill is a very good skill to have. 
However, like we haven't seen much of the you know the the wedging and everything else. We finally got to see it, and then Jay drove in the pit. It's just it's a shame to see, but it happens. We've all done it. It is a shame, yeah. And I've driven in the pit a couple of times myself yeah. under no pressure. We've, we've we've all done it. I mean, but... it's just the worst feeling. <laughs> it is, but I think she took it in her stride. I mean, you can make say there's an argument that you can that she or Jay rather won by goddamn accident on sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> but if you watch her driving progress across the series, it's very good in that very uh, last rumble. Yeah, she, she's pushing Phoenix around a fair bit. Pushing Phoenix around, not being afraid to get stuck in, whereas in the melee, so to speak, uh, Jay was hanging back quite a fair bit, and that's how sort of luck gave uh, it the win. But yeah. in this rumble, getting stuck in to every other robot is how Frog would have driven around. So, to that point, she did very well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, Daedalus then starts wailing on Clause Two, which hasn't had enough punishment this series. Apparently, it needed more. Um, Phoenix and Lame kind of—they're they're both in the fight, but they—they're they're both struggling for maneuverability due to their uh, various wheel issues. Daedalus then goes spiraling towards the pit and somehow doesn't go in. Uh, yeah. And then goes Phoenix's other wheel, and it's—I it's, mean, it's beautiful just to see Phoenix on the floor, <laughs> spinning its drum away with no. <laughs> No forward progression because it's got no wheels. It's just it's a it's a beautiful sight. I'd like to see it being counted out as if it's going to move. <laughs> it's like I need to see some movement from you, Phoenix. What Come on, do to teleport. <laughs> it's turned into the most deadly arena hazard. Yeah, yeah basically. I also and... like um, Daedalus's um, sort of comedy run across the arena. You can yeah. always hear a xylophone in the background. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. absolutely. And then uh, Lane, at that point, just couldn't get out of its circle anymore. It was just, it was pretty much a dead robot. It just couldn't couldn't quite progress the way that uh, Owen needed it. Which it's a real shame because he had a great series as well with uh, with Lame Heart, and it's a vast improvement from the last one. And credit to him for getting to the, the Rumbles as well. I think other than Jay, Lame is probably one of the biggest surprises for me for this series. It, it really did perform uh, a lot better than I thought it would. So, yeah, big kudos to him. Yeah. And speaking of kudos, I mean, where would we be without uh, talking about Clause 2's Valiant Stand? How that thing kept running. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, uh, it just doesn't die. It was incredible. It got mangled as well. I mean, there's, there's no two ways about it. That thing was looking knackered at the end of that fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was going, it wouldn't die. Which is no. the fact that it went two fights with Deadless this year as well, and then you know, Deadless is playing about with a wheel on the floor, and it's like, is it going to hit it and just spiral it in the pit? What yeah, a great fight! It's a great fight overall, but you can see the hesitance of going in for that final hit that probably would have finished off Clause Two, but could have absolutely caused chaos for Deadless. Yeah. Because he's already flown out of the arena on a big hit, so you, you can see he's not wanting to do exactly the same thing again. Exactly. Which, you know, again, good tactics. You know, it's it's clever from him to not do that because, as you say, at this point, he's got the final pretty much written in the bag. Why unneed, like needlessly risk it, you know? Which it does bring us to another judge's decision. And, you know, this one, I think, was a lot more clear-cut. I think it's fair to say, you know... 
think I think Claws were robbed personally. <laughs> <laughs> Claws was a, a valiant effort, a valiant oh, effort. Definitely, but there were, there was no real surprise with this one, was there? Let's be real here. <laughs> and well, fair play to it made it through two rumbles. Yeah, absolutely. Knackered wheel in both occasions, so fair play to them for that one. Yeah. <laughs> They deserve praise for that alone. Um, it's, a good, it's a good machine, Daedalus, and uh, don't get <laughs> Yeah. Just, I hope your talent for understatement, Anderson, is uh, offset by something else. I don't know. <laughs> I'm only up to you now. I'm, I'm being silly, don't worry. Of course, of course. <laughs> this, this battle was interesting, in my opinion, because it's, it's, it's just as good as the other one, but for a very different reason. The last one was really entertaining because it just happened crazy it was. Yeah, it was, it was an orgy of destruction, the first one. Meanwhile, this one was more in, in, entertaining. Well, sorry, was was really good because you could follow it easier, and you could see more of what happened to who, and you didn't have to keep rewinding it to see who, what happened to them, what happened to that one, and you, you could, there was more of a flow to it. So it was still a really good fight. Yeah, um, Nick, I want to bring you in here. And obviously, you know, of course, you'd have loved to have been part of this fight. But um, what did you think of the this rumble as a whole? As a whole. Uh, like Anderson said, it's very sort of um, it was more of a thinking man's battle than the other one, which was pure violence and destruction. Yeah. But it was no less entertaining for me to watch it. Uh, even the audience at the event and back on YouTube as well, because it's like you say, it's more to follow, and you can focus in on people and like you can see the story develop rather than the 10 way which is like oh what's happening here what's happening there yeah you, you lose track after five seconds in, in the 10 way whereas this is you know it, it was very much more a driver's fight i think yeah definitely and as I, I didn't say it earlier but massive uh props to felicity for keeping claws to alive yeah still trying to move towards deadless by i know, I know. <laughs> it's like again a glutton for punishment is a uh, clause too they really wanted to to just keep on it but they I think the right decision for sure this time. Daedalus, uh absolutely. I mean, Clause Two. I mean, once again, uh, Chris Sara mentioned at the end of the fight that you know Clause Two hasn't changed that much between Series One and Series Two. The fact that they've been the, in the top two in the Rumble both times in the Rumble B is a testament to not only Felicity's driving, obviously Chris's build quality as well. And you know, it's just a very good robot. And I think it's kind of gone a bit unnoticed how well. Clause two has done in the last two series. I think they deserve a massive, you know, pat on the back and everything else, for that matter. Uh, yeah, definitely because, like you say, they've not changed too much and they've had a much harder progression through the heats and into the rumbles than they did in season one. Yeah, I'd say it just there's a tiny like one percent that could probably nudge it into the grand finals for proper. Yeah. For next season or even in live events. Aside from that, they did extremely well this season. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I completely agree. With that said then, that brings us to the end of the Rumbles. We did get a little sneak preview of who is fighting who uh, for the grand final next week. Um, it's in heat order. So we see uh, Heat 1 um, with Heat 1 winner K2 take on Heat 2 winner Splody Boy. <laughs> Good luck to Splody Boy, you're going to need it. Saw Loser uh, takes on Thunderchild. Could be a bit of a spicy fight, that one. And then the Rumble winner, Daedalus, takes on Mini Spinny. Obviously, Nick, you can't tell us who won. But at this stage, who did you think was going to take it all the way? 
he'd progressed through both of the rumbles at this point it was looking like Cosmin and Deadless absolutely it looked like it's going to be K2 versus Deadless in the final and Deadless looked like such an immense machine you can think well there's nothing to stop it really okay Anderson who do you think is going to win uh, I'm um, I, okay, I, I want Saw Loser to win but I think it's going to be Thunderchild um, that thing is a brick Nate can drive it really well they, they, Deadless is the robot that everybody thinks is going to win and to be fair I can see that if it wasn't for the fact that I saw Thunderchild pretty much control it throughout their fight in the heats so I'm going to say Thunderchild Jevon yo yep. who's winning uh... <laughs> <laughs> you should be hit Kids, man, isn't it? Sorry, right. <laughs> Sorry chaps, out of character there. Um, I. Hmm. This is an interesting one. I would love Splody Boy to take it. Uh, I absolutely adore the machine and uh, think it, it could do incredibly well, especially against K2. I can see them, if they're driven well, getting around the side of K2 and taking out some wheels, rarer finally having that all-wheel diet that she's talked so much about. Um, but yeah, I, I, I would love it to be them. Okay. I don't want to hinge it on who I actually think will win, because I, I, I genuinely don't know. Any of these could take it. Well, as a betting boy, and I'm not a betting boy, but if, if I was a betting boy, I'm going to come down the side of uh, K2. Ooh! You think he's going to do a bite force? Well, I, so far, I mean, in its heat, you know, it, it went through fairly nicely. True. You know, a bit of trouble with, you know, a bit of trouble with Rusted Pieces at the start of the fight, maybe. A bit of trouble with Lance of Rod at the start of the fight, maybe. But it's been, it was fairly, fairly rampant throughout. And I think it's like, I, I think as well, damage is, is also going to play into it because Mini Spinny's taken a few hits. Uh, Deadless has taken a few hits. Thundertail's taken a few hits. Saw Loser hasn't. I just think it's not as bulky as K2. Yeah. yeah. Um, if I was to pick a winner between those two, I'd say K2 every time anyway. So I guess see what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think Splody Boy's. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've, Splody Boy's my wild card. I think it, it could do quite well, but it's, it's a bit. I don't know. I think I think K2's just just all round the strongest package. So three, so three very different. Well, four, I count. Uh, Nick, four. Yeah. So basically, what we're saying is here: we've covered all the bases. We're guaranteed to be, you know, picking out the winner. Um, Splody boy, or uh... <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> Splody boy or Mini Spinny. There you go. Um, there we go. Yeah. There we go. Um, Nick, I have to say thank you very much for joining us. It's been great to hear your insights and. Uh, Good to have you on. I mean, we, we did actually speak about possibly having you on for Heat 1, but uh, I'm glad we did manage to get you on in the end. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been a pleasure to report this. Thank you. Excellent. Um, with that said, me and Anderson will see you next week for the grand final of Bugglebot Season 2. Uh, I've been Samuel at 64. I've been Anderson, I want to each other was Guru. I'm going back to my cave. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody, stay froggy. <laughs> Brilliant stuff. And uh, I'll send me an Anderson. We'll see you next week. But until then, bye for now.